Hello, hello. Welcome to Random Acts of Living. I'm your host, Emilia Nordhuk. Thank you for joining me today. I'm really excited about the story that I have to tell you. So let's go ahead and just dig right into the meat of it. I want to talk about how we are all doing in the middle of this pandemic, because for myself, and this came up yesterday, um, the story that I'm going to uh, discuss is that we have all had to adjust to a new normal. And many of us are living in um, different situations. For myself, I was in Iowa helping my parents when the pandemic hit. And so I'm now stuck in Iowa um, living with them. <laughs> so it's been, uh, they were down in Texas and then living with my brother, God bless his soul. And so now they're up here. They came back in June. And so it's been two months and, um, and it's been a struggle. And one of the reasons it's been such a struggle for me personally is that my relationship with my mother is very complex, but it's also very toxic. So today I want to address that issue of having to live in a situation where you have a toxic relationship in the middle of a pandemic with everything that's going on right now, I, it's really difficult. And I want to acknowledge that for many people, it's going to be more difficult than the rest of us. And, and so yesterday, so here's my story, campers, here's what happened. So um, my father has generously allowed me to use his wood shop for my ceramic studio. So I've moved a lot of my ceramics uh, pieces down there and have been working. And my brother came and picked up uh, the table saw. And so I was cleaning it out. Um, the one of the one of the little dogs has used it as its own little personal potty place. So it was stinky and sawdusty. And so I'm cleaning this all out, you know, um, and, and just making it nice. So getting a little area so my dad can have his little, um, some wood shop. He still likes to do some carving. You know, I want him to feel like he still has a place in, in his shop. And, um, and I really appreciate him giving me the space. So, so I'm doing this and I'm cleaning everything out and my mom comes down and she lets me know that they've made food for lunch and offers me some, which is really sweet. And, um, and then she stands there and she's like, Oh, can I peek in? And I'm like, of course, take a look. It looks good. Yeah. You know, it's coming together. Da, da, da. And she continues to stand there and I say, Hey, so I'm going to get back to work. And she's like, well, don't let me stop you. You go ahead. I'll watch you. So here's the thing is, is my mom has a history of, um, of manic depression and bipolar disorder. So, so one of the strategies I employ to not have conflict with her is, is that I, <laughs> I don't do things in front of her, um, because she will, or I try not to. So because she'll, she's very critical. She'll, she'll, 
you know, tell me how to do it differently. She'll, you know, do all these things. And if I don't take her advice, she gets really upset and, um, and then starts to create a conflict with me. And it really bothers my father, bothers me. Everyone's unhappy. So I'm really working hard at not allowing these conflicts to happen. So one of the strategies that I employ is when possible, I just do the work I need to do without anyone around and I can do it. And then if she has some comments, she can give it to me and you know, whatever she, she feels like she's giving me information that will make me better at whatever it is I'm doing. Um, but it's not in the middle of doing it. So it doesn't create a conflict and stop me doing from what I need to do. So, so, so that's where I'm coming from. So I say, no, I'm going to, you know, I really prefer to work without somebody watching me. So, um, so thanks. And I, um, I'll be up in a few minutes for lunch and I walk over and I put my hand on the door. I'm not shutting it. I just put my hand on it. You know, like you do like, Hey, here's a nice hint. Like it's time to leave now. Um, kind of thing. Well, she looks at me and she just hisses. Don't you shut that door in my face, which I would never do because I'm an adult and I don't slam doors in people's faces. And I was just like blown away. And I said, I would never do that to you. I'm not shutting the door in your face. And I took my hand off the door. I said, but I'm not going to continue working until you leave. So, you know, do you have something? Do you want to talk to me about something or, or what? And she just like stood there. And, and so actually this, this part is a little bit funny because I was like thinking to myself, so here we are, <laughs> these two, two people standing here, neither one of us moves neither one of us speaks. It's like, we're at the impasse, like who's going to do something first, but I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I'm trying to radiate some compassion, you know, because I know my mom has had some real tough issues. And of course she's struggled with mental, mental illness her entire life, you know, and my sister just passed away. Like, man, I get it. Like I need to be compassionate, you know, but I also need to draw my own boundaries. Right. I think we're all, you know, we're all creating this new normal and we're all having to figure out, well, how do I do this with like my parents or with my adult children or with my adult siblings or, you know, whatever. Um, so, you know, new power struggles are, are occurring. So anyway, so I just sit there, I have my hands on the mop. I bow my head. I'm just like counting, counting, thinking compassion, and then she says to me, I knew I should have given you up for adoption. And then she turns and walks away. And I'm just like, oh, well, that's a new one. So, um, and I think I'm handling this pretty well. I like, I didn't create a conflict, da, 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 da. Um, you know, I'm like feeling a little proud and I'm like, just going to let that comment like roll off my back. Well, the thing is with things like that, that are meant to hurt you, it's like eventually that sinks in. Right. And so it did sink in. It took me about, it took me overnight 
to realize exactly what she was saying. And, and you know, that's a really hard thing to hear from your parent. I mean, she's, she's told me other really hard things. So she's told me other really difficult things throughout my childhood. And, but this one, I wasn't quite prepared for it. Um, so a lot of this, I've always just kind of put in the, my mother has a mental illness column. And so that's how I deal with it. But I also have to openly acknowledge that this relationship between us is toxic and I need to take, do a lot of self care. And thankfully I've done a lot of therapy and I have currently a great therapist and I've had great therapists in the past. I have fantastic friends. So, so that's so important right now is that we continue to reach out to these people who've supported us, who continue to support us. I know everyone is getting like overwhelmed and busy and this is what I'm feeling. And I feel like I, I'm pretty good about finding resources. Um, so, so then I wake up this morning and I get up and I go to the bathroom and, you know, the first thing that comes into that pops into my head is like, I really don't want to deal with this today. I wish I was not alive. Like I thought that, and it's the first time I, maybe I thought it before as a teenager or as a single mom when things were really hard, but this is the first time I really thought this in a really long time. And, um, and that's when it hit me just how, how much that, that sentiment of, of my mother not wanting me as her daughter just like hit me. So, uh, now whether she really meant it or not, I don't know. It felt like she meant it. You say something out loud. I'm going to say that you mean it. I'm going to think that you mean it. So, but for me, I can't do anything about what she said. The only thing I can deal with is how I respond to it. I think I responded to it with integrity. I didn't create any more conflict around it. I didn't get angry and upset about it, but it did affect me. And that I need to deal with that. I need to acknowledge and that deserves to be dug deeper into. So, so that's what I'm doing. And the fact that 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 thought about not wanting to be alive came into my head, you know, tells me that I'm, I'm reaching a point of stress. So I need to reach out to my resources. And thankfully, I have a friends and therapists who support me. But if I didn't, and if someone out there is listening, and they don't have people um, there is a national suicide prevention hotline that you can call. And I, I think that our mental health right now is being seriously, um, just called into question. You know, there's so much going on and, and we're having to live in tight quarters or we are isolated or everything, all of the above. And it's, and it's a challenge. So, so I hope you don't mind that there's not a lot of like, goofy stories and funny antidotes. And, you know, today is just really, 
I had this experience and I, I thought I should share it because I think that we're all going through similar things right now and we need to take care of each other and be there for each other. And if somewhere the story helps someone, um, reach out and get help, know that they're brave and courageous. Like we're all doing everything that we can to live through this moment and we will come out the other side. So that's my new mantra. (laughs) This will be over. You'll come out the other side. You will not be in Iowa forever. We will be able to travel. It's going to be okay, but we're all going to have to work really hard at making it okay. So if you need help, if you need resources, please reach out to people that can give that to you. Um, I'm going to be doing that. I've already made the call to, um, to my therapist and, um, and reached out to a dear friend of mine. So, um, if you're in that, in a, in a mental state where you need support, please reach out and get it and know that you're not alone. It's hard for everyone right now. Everyone that I speak to is depressed and is struggling. So wherever you are, whatever is happening, I am holding you in my heart and I'm sending out as much compassion to the world as I can. So, so hang in there, camper, hang in there. We're all going to get through this and we're going to do this together and we're going to get through the other side and it's going to be, it's going to be okay. I really believe this. That wraps up today's story. Thank you for joining me. And if you found this interesting or provocative or maddening, well, leave me a review and tell me about it. Drop me a line. Let me know some of your stories. And thanks again for joining me. I look forward to talking to you again. Have a great day. Be well. Stay present. Aloha. Aloha.